This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. But Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Good morning, good morning, Professor Ward Scott here in the Warthog Man Cave, Manly Man Cave, in the command center in the Melon Law Studio, 352-325-3938 on a text message call to me or a Facebook chat as I'm watching people check in. Um, Going to be a nippy weekend. I just want to put that on the record as everybody protect, as they say, the pipes and your pets. Um, the wind chill is getting down there pretty frosty and nippy. So we always seem to have one of these spasms from uh, the weather, if you will, each year here in North Central Florida, the piney woods of God's country. And uh, it, it, it soon passes, but it's enough here to uh, make us uh, pull out of all of our precautions and, and take care of our antifreeze and all that business. So um, just want to go on record as saying we're aware that's happening and uh, hope you uh, govern yourself accordingly. Uh, a lot going on here in this area, as always, you know, um, the last thing uh, that happened uh, recently I'm going to talk about now on the local scene was not unexpected for yours truly. Uh, I've been predicting it for a long time. In fact, I've had some private counsel from time to time with the victim of what I call the purge. And uh, today's show is called the purge. And the purge means basically to blame everybody else for what uh, you should be blamed for which is the behavior of the uh, county, the city commission of Gainesville. Uh, it's their profile. It's the way in which they behave. They never ex uh, accept responsibility for their own ineptness. They'll blame it on somebody else. And then if they, that somebody else gives them any uh, resistance or any critical thinking reply, they'll just terminate that person. So yesterday was, um, it always reminds me of the thing in the days of Nixon, the Saturday night massacre. Uh, when Nixon tried to get rid of every, if I recall this correctly, tried to get rid of everybody who was chasing him down for the so-called Watergate incident. And um, this is kind of a, another ambush, as one person described it. Um, you know, I have to wonder about this when you have a surprise like this placed on an agenda, on a policy agenda. Uh, but it's not a surprise to the four people who vote uh, to follow the motion. And I suspect... Uh, one should ask the question whether any sunshine law is violated because uh, banana pudding who never saw dessert he didn't like is a bully. Uh, he's been a bully ever since he was raised wherever he was raised by whomever raised him. And he, he has exercised that technique constantly ever since. He uh, sees himself as a larger male than most males. He's, uh, his girth uh, gives him some sort of false sense of power. He's pretty big around the middle. Uh, and he, he just has been a bully. And, you know, he's, he's um, uh, once again demonstrated that as his profile. He uh, set up the motion and had the four votes to uh, the three who agreed with him to terminate this Bolarski, who was the uh, fall guy for all the ineptness of uh, 
the city commission when it comes to running the Gaines Road region and utilities. Um, it's unfortunate that uh, we couldn't shake the Gainesville Regional Utilities loose from um, the control of the city commission a while back when we had that uh, on the on the on the uh, uh, voters had a chance. Um, I guess it's just misinformation, it's misunderstanding, it's propaganda, uh, whatever keeps it from happening. It certainly is damaging, and uh, so he had the four votes. One has to wonder. Uh, did he know he had the four votes going in? Now, we know from the original uh, uh, identity of the Ward Scott fraud files uh, that that happens. We, we found that there were meetings before the meetings and the commissioners would wink, wink, uh, know how each was going to vote on something that was coming up. And then the public uh, was duped in that they thought the commissioners were actually you know, weighing and considering their input at public comments when actually they weren't at all. And um, they had already had their minds made up and whether Vane Lee was in this uh, up to his neck and, and uh, you know, the victim in that time, that time was Stady Darnell. Uh, so so um, uh, we'll, we'll, we, we understand this, we understand now. Um, I've heard reports that some people believe that this four or five of these people meet somewhere. Uh, it's very, very difficult to uh, get these people held accountable for sunshine law violations. I, I don't even know why we've got a sunshine law because uh, you, you never see it in Ford. Every once in a great while, uh, there might be some collusion between a, uh, a couple of commissioners and a contractor who's trying to get a, a deal to, you know, and they need a commissioner's vote and uh, a couple of them, you know, get together and agree to, you know, that kind of, every once in a while, if you do your, uh, legal research, you'll find, though, that, uh, and this was Red Cross who got this thing put into law. I knew Senator Red Cross. He thought that the conversations uh, that were uh, between and among commissioners should be done, be transparent, be done there in the dais in front of people, and there should be no collusion in the back room. Uh, the attempt here by Senator Cross was to uh, eliminate uh, the backroom cigar deals. Uh, that is the kind of uh, the Hollywood version of how politics works, which is not too far off uh, in many instances, you know, the actual way it's done. And so there was this attempt to uh, drag out into the open, but I never could get Bill Cervone to prosecute any Sunshine Law violations. I doubt Brian Kramer would talk, uh, touch it. Um, uh, Cervone just didn't want to get involved in politics. And he, he, he kept out of the, you know, he wanted to stay in the criminal world as much as possible and you know, exercise his uh, uh, um, judgment there. But the truth of the matter is, if that's the case, then nobody prosecutes these people. Now, be sure you understand me, I'm not saying I know they did. Um, what I'm saying is that one always has to wonder, and people are wondering if these people did actually kind of know how each was gonna vote and had discussed this in some way, shape or form before they actually pulled the ambush. Um, but, you know, it really doesn't matter because as I counseled uh, Balarski, he used to take my phone calls, uh, gave me his cell number and then disappeared from sight after a while, um, um, became inaccessible, probably because he just was tired of being besieged. But I told him, I said, Ed, and I told the same thing to the, uh, uh, at that time, we were having these discussions, I, I, you know, the Blackburn fellow, I believe that was his name, who was the city manager, I said, don't try to make a pact with the devil. You can never, ever 
satisfy the devil. If you think you have, then the devil knows that he can ask for more and he'll get it because you've already caved. So that's essentially what happened. Blackburn tried to appease these people. It was a different commission then, but it was the same kind of wackadoo university uh, bred incestuous group that came into power and uh, kind of ran the city and are running it now. It's worse now. It's the worst commissioners now we've ever had. And I've been here since 1961. So uh, it's my opinion, but I think it's the worst bunch of people I've seen on a public dais. Um, so you've heard me say that many times and, and, and you, you can be your own judge, but but I've been around these people. I, I've been manager. I know how to how these commissioners often can be. There's some good ones. Don't get me wrong. But uh, and there, there there's some bad mayors and uh, that meddle in the in the manager's job and all that. And um, they don't understand their role. And this one has a particularly uh, interesting group of venomous people. Uh, you have the poodle, uh, which is not my original name, uh, by the way. I'm going to steal that nickname from somebody who has been looking at Areola with a mask on when he has his mask on and he has his poodle like hair and he's been, whether he knows it or not, he's now known as the poodle. Um, and then we have Hey Santos. I call him uh, um, the homeless and the hungry because in his testimony and his deposition, uh, when he was challenged about whether or not he actually lived in this uh, area where he claimed he did on his forms, he couldn't remember uh, where he'd slept. And I always nicknamed him, uh, in accordance with that, very evasive about where his location was, had a lot of different uh, uh, explanations as to what his residence was. Uh, not very forthcoming, not very straightforward answers. And you can look, take a look at the deposition yourself. He's up there, kid, young kid, um, in, in comparative terms, and uh, really doesn't have any, um, uh, you know, sophistication, if you will, uh, and experience and, 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 and can't even really be uh, quite, quite frank and candid about uh, his residency. So, uh, uh, you know, according to the deposition, so you can take a look at that. Um, you can also take a look, of course, at the new arrival, the, the daughter of the funeral home uh, world, uh, Duncan Walker. She hopefully would have a little more sense than the others. Um, and then you, you, you have the boy named Lauren, of course, Poe, who's just about as um, the worst type you could have, who thinks he knows what he's doing, and it's full of himself and and actually is just um, the is he's the bad apple in the barrel that uh, poisons everything else. So uh, and then the worst one you probably got in many ways is uh, the communist bird watcher. Uh, the bird watcher is a nickname that I was presented with by somebody who watched her flip a bird of the international fighter pilot salute of the middle finger at a group of people. Uh, whom uh, who were asking her for some can't remember now what the issue was uh, for her opinion as she walked into the, about something in the city hall and she shot them the international fighter pilot salute which is really trashy and uh, you know unbecoming to, to any to, to an elected official you shoot the bird to the public I mean come on winch I mean this is this is terrible well she's a communist she's from Cuba. She's a law, one of these know-it-all liberal law people. Uh, I understand it. Now, people, I've done some research on her. This is all anecdotal. Uh, her family was in was tight with the Castros in in, uh, in 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 the Cuban world. So, I you know, I'll just take that for a grain of salt. It's the opinion of some people who've given it to me. I've not looked into her real thoroughly, but it, it was interesting to hear that story because 
I was wondering how a Cuban could come here and be uh, so totally caught up in uh, a socialist government, having just escaped one. And then I realized from what these people are saying, who know her, that she was in cahoots with the socialist government, communist, if you will, in Cuba and just transferred it here. So um, she, she is a dangerous entity up there. She's not really from here. She doesn't know, to, you know, she doesn't know the city, uh, um, you know, know the people. She's not one of the people. So you're, you're left with really a, a, a strange group. Now you've got uh, the queen mum of all Democrat politicians coming on. Um, and she knows how to play the cards and, and um, nevertheless advance, be, be sure, uh, advance the diversity, inclusion and equity issues. Um, you know, you know, that's that, you know. And meanwhile, um, you got to take a kid like Zariah Foster, whom I know very well, known for a long time. They give him the job of the director of diversity, inclusion and equity. Um, those people are going to go unscathed. There's not really... If you're, if you're black and you have that position, uh, which is the case with Zariah, and as I say, he, God bless his soul, he was at one time a, a city manager in Archer and found out that the place was insane. So um, now he's over there as, as a director of, of diversity and inclusion, as I understand it. Uh, so they're not going to touch those people. They're going to get after uh, somebody like Bolarski, who's a very intelligent guy who knows what he's doing. Uh, who cannot stir beans and sausage and make steak. And that's what they're asking him to do. And basically, they were upset over the fact that he didn't get the University of Florida uh, to pay attention to G GRU's needs and supply the power for the University of Florida. The University of Florida is not going to hook up with GRU looking at the behavior of the commission, which runs GRU. They're not going to do it. I mean, it simply isn't going to happen. And besides, the behavior of the commission has run GRU into the ground so badly that we now have uh, an auditor who can't audit because there are no records kept by the financial people who are supposed to have all these books in order for somebody to come in and check out. They don't exist in any responsible way. And we've covered that already. We've had people who have uh, been here for a year from an accounting firm who paid a quarter of a million dollars and couldn't do the job because there was nothing they could inspect. That was reliable. Now they're recreating the yellow brick road again. They're bringing in another group to do the very same thing. And the very same problem exists that there are not enough records to actually validate or invalidate what the money were, find where the money. You, we've had everything from that all the way down to the butt lift bandit, that I think was running a parking meter scam. Uh, you know, and nobody knew about it. I mean, it was, and uh, it's just amazing. It's just amazing how bad that place is. And you know what it points out to uh, here are these intellectuals, but they don't have any business sense. And once upon a time, the city commission of Gainesville was made up of business people. And it flipped really when they put in the seven. And ironically, those five business guys put in the seven in the charter based upon population growth because they thought that'd be good for business. They never dreamt that to be an unintended consequence that you expand the the seats up there for more eggheads growing in hot houses and green places. And what I call, well, you know, Piggeen Underhand, Piggeen un, Underhand was the one who, people come to me all the time and say, that is the number one reason why we're where we are right now is because of her. And she was able to dominate and intimidate the Warren Nielsen's who didn't know up from down. 
uh, and those people and get her way and usher in uh, this boondoggle known as the uh, great uh, fireplace over there that's supposed to supply power by burning trees. Now, I got, I got to tell you, we had a guy on the radio named Hungarian Joe who used to listen to us out in the woods here, and he probably had the best uh, uh, um, um, suggestion for what to do with the boondoggle, and that was to turn it into a big brewery. Hungarian Joe, he used to listen to us when I was on the radio, and he was hilarious. And um, he uh, uh, he probably had a pretty good idea. So that thing's been, uh, you know been over there uh, running the whole utility into the ground, uh, but you know being presented as an avant-garde uh, type of uh, uh, way to create power, and and you know doing away with coal, which comes right down the tracks. Uh, and the pre you know, there's there's a precedent for firing Bolarski. Uh, P. Green underhand fired uh, Mike Kurtz. <clears throat> Mike Kurtz was a very, very smart man who understood utilities inside and out, but told them what they didn't want to hear. And he told them, and he had a big meeting, and I went to it at Gators, one of our sponsors, Gators, uh, 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 Gators Sportside, and, and, and uh, had a big meeting uh, and told them, listen, they're going to get ready to can me. I'm going to tell you right now. And when they do, get ready, hang on to the comet, because all of a sudden, <clears throat> this place is going to be in financial trouble. And sure enough, they fired him. And then they brought in people who would, you know, make this uh, ideological plan financially feasible and never could be made. They bring in Balarski, who's very, very bright. If anybody could have done it, either Kurtz or Balarski could do it. Uh, Nathan Scott's been a critic over there of them all the time. He knows what he's talking about. And, and they don't listen. And all they've done is run the run the public out of the uh, <clears throat> meeting hall and and turn off the uh, the microphone. So uh, this is this is what you're dealing with. I don't know if it can change because a lot of people have been talking with me in the last few days. What would it take to change? I don't think you can change it. Uh, you're always going to have the seven now, unless you could repeal that, and they're not going to let that happen. <clears throat> and you're not going to be able to. <clears throat> Uh, uh, separate yourself from the university and the eggheads around here who are screaming liberals. Uh, and so they're all going to be pouring in to fill the seats. Uh, there is one awful sign, and Balarski said, okay, you fire me, I'm going to run for mayor. I think the guy might make it. And, uh, you know, because he's going to have enough brand name, they're gonna, there's enough people frustrated out there about the shenanigans of this, and they, I think he's probably going to make it. And when he makes it, maybe He'll make a change. But let me tell you something. The first thing they're going to do if he makes it is they're going to try to character assassinate, assassinate him. They did it to Braddy, Ed Braddy, who was a very good mayor. They did it to him. And they will do it to uh, who, if, if an outsider to their ideology becomes uh, the mayor, they will they will do it to him. I mean, it's very simple. That's what they'll do. And even to the extent of setting you, trying to set you up if they can't. So uh, you're dealing with the devil here. I mean, make no, make, make no mistake about it. You're dealing with a bunch of power-hungry people. And remember, power is what the definition of evil is. Um, evil wants to subjugate. Evil wants to control. Evil wants to micromanage. Evil wants to tell you. Evil honks a horn and tells you to get in the car. I'm waiting on you. Um, uh, it just, it, it's very, and sometimes it doesn't even know it's evil. It's just it's just one. It's the personality of these people 
to know better than you do or to want you to run your life according to their schedule and their ideology or hit the highway, walk home. Um, that's what we got here with with the uh, with the, with the, this group. So, you know, Ed Marski, walk home. I mean, you know, we gave you a ride, but we ain't taking you home because you haven't come when we told you to come. You haven't sat there like a lap dog and said, what next, Mr. and Mrs. Commissioners? And, and, and meanwhile, the whole thing is going in the tank and they can't see that they're the ones who did it. So it's not going to change. It's going to get worse. And the, the bad thing is for people who have no other alternative for power but GRU. And we know that story. Many people who use GRU power can't vote on the city commissioners because GRU power goes out beyond the limits of the city. And uh, therefore, there are people, you talk about voter suppression. My God, uh, and this affects both black and white. Uh, it suppresses the voting rights, you would think. Hey, if I'm going to have to buy the power from you, the city, and do I get a voice in who administrates uh, that power? No, no, because you're not in the city. And, and you know, I got, you know, do you remember Keith Perry and those the, our state representatives try to create a, a, an in run around this and let people be, let that utility be managed by somebody other than the city. And I, I it, it, it didn't make it. Incredibly. Now, this is not unusual. I, I, you know, people don't know anything about their political governance models. Absolutely nothing. I sat next to some people yesterday for a while in a meeting. Uh, nice ladies. They're from Columbia County. have lived there all their lives, have voted all their lives. Um, very professional school teacher, whatever. Nice people. I ask them, does Columbia County have single member districts? Which it does. It has single member districts. They said, what is that? What is a district? You know, you look at this and you say, my God, you've been voting all these years and you've been they had no idea. And they're not anomaly. They are they are typical. Now, they did know one of the commissioners personally thought he was a nice guy, but they had no idea how the political system worked. And that's going to be the same problem here. Whenever there becomes a push for single member districts, which has been turned down by the Penny Wheats and the Joe Littles and, and those people for 20 years, uh, and the legislature is going to get in here and put that on the ballot, you're going to see the worst assault of propaganda you ever. It's going to make this GRU thing look like a, like a kindergarten. Uh, you know, uh, Minnie Mike, the thin-skinned water boy, Ken Cornell, is going to lead a propaganda charge against anybody who is even thinking about voting for single member districts like you've never seen. And they're going to use county money. They're going to use county employees. They're going to, I'll guarantee you, uh, in some fashion or form, and they're going to overwhelm the, uh, the news outlets uh, with uh, 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 why you shouldn't. Not a balanced forum, not a balanced discussion, but why just blatantly why you shouldn't. And what they're doing is protecting their own power. And what is going on in the city of Gainesville is they're protecting their own power. And that shows you what happens when 
You don't listen. Uh, a good coach, a good leader, asks the opinion of his players or his employees. And that's dangerous sometimes if they tell you what you don't want to hear. You know, I've, I've got a couple of friends who were in the big leagues and were the favorites, if you will, of the owners until they, become, they became involved with players' rights. And all of a sudden, when they became involved with players' rights, they found themselves no longer needed in the big leagues. And, and this has been a struggle in the NFL. It was a struggle in the, in, in the baseball leagues. And um, because you talk about chattel, uh, you were beholden to those owners, uh, and, and, and they can control your destiny. And you had little reply. That's sort of what we got going on here now with the Gainesville City Commission. They control you know, this really a big plantation. You know, they talk about plantation and this and that. It is a big plantation. And the commissioners are the owners and the slaves are all the people who have to use GRU utilities. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. And, 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 and nobody, you know, thinks about it in these terms, but that's basically what you got. So uh, we, we uh, I don't know, I don't think it's an end run around it. So get ready with it on single member districts as well. It's going to be just as confusing, uh, just as, uh, and, and listen, that's what uh, Dion McGraw is trying to hide behind. She's trying to hide, oh, everybody's so confused about districts and I was confused and you can't blame me for being confused and I didn't really know that I was out of there. You know, it's finally going to have to be straightened out by the courts. Uh, it's finally going to have to be um, dealt with at uh, some judicial decision. And I'm going to get into that in a moment uh, in terms of the Florida Supreme Court decision uh, against uh, Sheriff Sadie Darnell. Um, let me just take a few minutes and talk with you about that. The uh, Alachua County Commission has never liked the sheriffs. And we have evidence of this when we made the Ward Scott fraud files. We, of course, listened to their tape conversations, which I guess they had forgotten they had taped. And they would sit there and Barley would be the leader of it. And the rest of them would go along with it. And uh, they hated the sheriff. You know, in this particular case, during the fraud files, it was Darnell. And, uh, and, and Chestnut actually I'm going to give you a little history on this, and I'll probably run by past the bottom of the hour break. It's okay. We'll have the break a little bit after that. Um, the history of the animosity between uh, the county commission and the sheriff uh, is quite interesting. First of all, um, the, the uh, Byerly and them, and even down to how many headlines the sheriff got, as opposed, he thought that the press was biased towards law enforcement and that the sheriff, Darnell, got more uh, press than he, Byerly, did, who was critical of law enforcement. Now, you got to remember that these county commissioners and city commissioners but uh, are critical of law enforcement. They want to defund the cops. Uh, they, this is a, uh, a, a communist bird watcher. Um, Seiko uh, 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 wants to demilitarize the cops. Um, they complained about a helicopter and they thought that was too onerous and that gave the 
a disadvantage to the law enforcement when they were chasing the criminal. And Hutchison wanted to decriminalize all the people who were in the jug for drugs as if uh, everybody was just out having one more token above the line. Never mind bringing in truckloads of cocaine and all that business and rendering the little chilling brain dead. No, that doesn't matter to the liberal. So they've always been anti-cop and they were anti-cop to Darnell and well, and also Steve Ulrich. And this sort of started with Steve Ulrich because as I understand it from what I've researched so far, I wasn't uh, involved too much with Steve's era, but I was very much involved with, with Darnell's era. And what happened is Darnell is given a lump sum of money by the county. The charter officers are given a lump sum of money. Okay. Then the charter officers are entrusted with uh, how they spend the money. Uh, Powell down there at the, 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 you know, that office, the tax collector, uh, you take uh, uh, um, as a supervisor, nobody told her how to spend the Zuckerberg money from the county. Uh, you know, county didn't even know she had it. Uh, but then you have the sheriff's department, which is something that irritates the punk out of the uh, county because they are anti-law. So they began to micromanage or try to micromanage her a budget. And she said, my budget, I, I control, I have my own accountants, I have my own attorneys. And she says, I'll go to court about it. So normally that thing probably never would have gotten to that place. They would have worked it out amicably, but the county just hated, believe it or not, hated Darnell uh, because uh, she couldn't, you know, she sort of said, listen, butt out, it's my, my budget. And I don't know how to spend it, and I'll spend it on what I want. I need to spend it on. So that created a real animosity. And it went through the courts. And this time it went all the way to the Florida Supreme Courts. And the Florida Supreme Court said, well, um, you know, the county controls the money. Therefore, we can tell the sheriff how to spend it. And that is the ruling that came out yesterday. Um, this ruling is um, uh, got its roots. Let me tell you how it worked out with Darnell. Um, the, the, the county commission was, was so negative about Darnell that when she came to a meeting with her accountant, with her attorneys, with her staff to appear before the county commission to explain uh, what her position was and why it was, this would have kept it totally out of the courts, okay? The county commission didn't want it to stay out of the courts. They wanted to force it into the courts to embarrass the sheriff and and. and and, and, and Cynthia Chestnut made the sheriff with her staff and her people there wait seven hours, five or seven hours before they could come to the podium. OK. That really, really upset the entire sheriff's department who was practically there. They had to wait for five to, and they had. Mall kettle up there complaining about too much lime rock dust on her car. All this kind of, they put everybody before the sheriff and finally called her up there. Okay. Only to find out, we found out through investigation that they had already made up their mind in their meetings before the meetings, what they were going to do to the sheriff. Okay. Wow. 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 
Let me tell you how that influenced the outcome of Cincy Chestnut's political career at that time. When we found out through investigation that Chestnut had done that deliberately to the sheriff, both Democrats, then we decided to run Sue Baird against the sheriff. I mean, against Chestnut. And Sue Baird won. And she won because the sheriff crossed party lines and supported Sue Baird. So a Democrat crossed party lines, broke ranks with the Democrat Party, which had deliberately mistreated her, joined forces with a Republican candidate, and we elected Sue Baird, the only Republican to have been elected to the county commission in recent memory, way back. I don't know. I've lost fingers and toes to count how far back. And the only one you will have on the county commission in the foreseeable future, unless you have single member districts. You will not ever, ever, ever have another Republican on the county commission. Now, there was an attempt by yours truly and there was a, quite a bit of money raised. Unfortunately, most people feel they should never have split it among the two other candidates at that time. They were trying to take three seats. They had two really unelectable candidates. And the story is now that I get they should have spent all the money on yours truly because the other two were unelectable and should never have split the money and tried to support somebody who couldn't win. Um, this is all the this is all the way in which it works, which yours truly, unfortunately, for the last dozen years or so, has been up to his ears in. Uh, I'm going to take a little break here now, but that's the story of, of the uh, problem with autonomy in these different departments. Now, I doubt that the county commission ever goes after other charter officers and wants to know how they're using money or, or, or moving it around. The needs of the sheriff are um, way, way different from anything that, of the expertise of the county commissioners. Uh, bless their hearts, the women up there, I don't know if they've ever fired a gun. Um, but you know, right now, ammunition, training, all that business, how much money you spend on it, whether you need vests, this, that, one, and another, is an assessment really done um, by those who know best. Um, it's generally the problem with county commissioners, civil city commissioners is they, don't know what they're talking about, yet they vote on it. And uh, to summarize this part of the show, you take a look at the behavior of the uh, City Commission of Gainesville, and you'll see what I'm talking about. They don't have a clue how to run a utility. Now, I, they, I don't even know if they know how to read their meter. So um, that's the world we're in right now with these people. And I don't see it changing in the City Commission. I really don't see it changing in the County Commission. Um, this is the nature of what we're dealing with. Words Gone on the Words Got Files. We're going to take a break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back, hopefully, in a minute after we entertain you for a second. This is Words Gone, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Words Got Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. The Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are On the Spot Dry Cleaners, Okita America Martial Arts, r, &R Construction, 
Gators Dockside and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Wardscott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. If your brains were lard, you couldn't grease a small frying pan. <laughs> to call you stupid would be an insult to stupid people. Octone, octone. The papers are not in order. Step out of the line and report to the inspection station. We are going to search your belongings. Much now. At Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me. Help. Help. All right, don't pet that warthog. He'll go after you, boy. I like that. We like playing at him. People want us to play that. They love it. Um, you know, so I just finished my little um, um, dissertation, if you will, on um, county and city government, uh, which uh, unfortunately I know quite a bit about, and I know a lot of the stories behind the stories. So um, take it uh, for what it is, and if it helps you understand some things, fine. You're always able to disagree or add your own addendum to it. Um, but uh, in my humble opinion, um, I know for sure. Uh, the background on the war uh, with the county commission and Darnell. Uh, this current uh, re- uh, opinion by the Florida Supreme Court has nothing to do with the current sheriff. Um, current sheriff inherit, you know, inherited this issue. It was already in the grist work, if you will, of the court system working its way through. And it was perpetuated by the animosity, in my humble opinion. But I'm never wrong of the basic distaste that uh, the ideologue progressive left has for law enforcement. And the tightrope that the uh, sheriff's walk is not much different from the tightrope and uh, and the police chiefs, for that matter, uh, walk when they're dealing with these liberal commissions uh, that are very misinformed and very uh, much uh, driven by some sort of um, abstract notion they have about how the world should conform to their social engineering. Um, and, and, and so, you know, these stories will continue and uh, uh, to, to happen, not just here, but uh, throughout the country uh, as we watch ourselves move toward the fall elections. Now, there are two Supreme Court cases uh, that we need to watch. I want to go into that just for a moment because um, we're going to um, um, always basically have to, as a last resort, if we, you know, other than going to the streets, which of course you want to try to avoid, um, uh, go through the courts. And the courts, of course, are no better than the people who are the judges. And the judges are picked, and unfortunately, many of them can't separate their ideological minds from the objective facts of the case. And uh, we see that happening in, in quite often. And the, so the judicial system, and I've talked about this many a time, 
University of Florida Law School has only one Republican professor in it. The last time I checked, and the others are all liberal Democrats, and they perpetuate and create the lawyers. And then those lawyers become eventually some of them the judges and the prosecutors. So they have been instructed by uh, people who who would never have admitted them in the first place uh, or have, um, you know, instructed them in the second place uh, if they had not had a propensity toward those political leanings. Now, in the Supreme Court, we know that they, uh, uh, you know, there's all these issues about gun rights always and, um, and race. And, but there's, a, there's one I want you to pay attention to that probably is beneath your radar. And that is a, uh, um, a, an argument between a private property owner and the Environmental Protection Agency. Now, I have a lot of experience in this, having been <clears throat> the chair of the Rural Concerns Advisory Committee. I had a situation like this come before me uh, locally, and I'm going to uh, tell you how significant and important this is. Uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, they kind of get their ideas off of some pamphlet they read, which is produced by some group that has an interest, um, or they uh, read the papers, or and then they get all locked into this liturgy, and that's how they uh, evaluate what they hear. Um, that's called deductive reasoning. They come with a preconceived uh, way in which things should work, and then everything that they look at is evaluated against that preconceived notion. The inductive way you look at specific examples and then you try to reason through that and find a reasonable settlement. Um, you never get a solution, you get a resolution. But when you have people who are not willing to reach across the aisle, so to speak, you don't get a fair resolution. And this has been the situation in my experience with the Environmental Protection Agency. Um, the case that's gonna come before the Supreme Court uh, concerns Michael and Chantel Sackett. Uh, they were going to build a home <clears throat> on an Idaho, a small piece of Idaho property uh, about 15 years ago. And after they began construction, the Environmental Protection Agency bureaucrats said that their property was a wetland under the definition of the Clean Water Act, even though, and this is the kicker, this is the important thing, even though there was no water on it. Now, uh, you pay attention, students. This is uh, really where... Uh, the, only the A students will, will follow and track this, I suspect. Uh, this is not one of the easy ones like race or gun rights or something like that, which has a lot of emotionally charged uh, 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 tainting of, the, of, the, of, the, of, of comments. But this is really sort of the sticky stuff that's going on uh, right now that a lot of people are not aware of. So these people... Uh, they, they, they could not build on their own property, which they bought, because the EPA came in and said, uh, your property is on a wetland, even though there's no water on it. And the EPA demanded that these people restore this property to its original condition, and this is the kicker, or be fined $37,500 a day. And also, the EPA said you cannot challenge this wetland designation in court uh, because uh, uh, you until you comply with us. So in other words, you comply with our order. And then after you comply with it, if you don't like what we ordered, you, then you go challenge it in court. And uh, so the Supreme Court, ju the justices ruled unanimously in 2012 
that these people didn't have to wait before defending themselves in court. Um, yet the EPA, uh, since it had not gone to court yet, continued to assert jurisdiction over the land. And um, uh, because they claimed, the EPA claimed, and this was in keeping with Justice Anthony Kennedy's uh, ruling uh, that uh, the EPA has jurisdiction over quote unquote navigable waters. And, you know, this is the thing that you, you got to watch the language. Uh, so now the Supreme Court is going to come back and take a look at this because it seems to be unreasonable. Let me give you the local experience I had with this. You know, we have an environmental protection department in Alachua County. They are redundant and superfluous in the opinions of many people because we have environmental protection state department and in 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 the state of Florida. But in 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 Alachua County, they take the position that if one apple is good for you, then four apples are great. And actually four apples will can will cause uh diarrhea. That's my little way of communicating this to you. So as I, when I was chair of the Rural Concerns Advisory Committee, I got a phone call from an old country gentleman, farmer, been a farmer all his life. His family had been farmers and he, they go back and uh, to the, you know, ancient history of Florida. And he had some property, uh, about 80 acres or so uh, that he was, uh, had a shed on. And this old shed was falling down drunk and he did the right thing. He thought rather than just go tear the thing down, uh, he applied for a permit to tear it down. Well, okay, that had to be inspected once he applied for the permit by the government. And the government in the form of the Environmental Protection Agency came out to his property to take a look at the shed and approve or disapprove of him tearing it down. And while they were there, they looked over and they saw some cattle standing on some land that was part of this man's property. And the EPA representative exclaimed, my God, you've got your cattle standing in a creek bed. Well, the old farmer says, a creek bed? That creek bed's a dry creek bed. It hadn't got water in it, hadn't had water in it, only has water in it very, very, very seldomly during a hurricane for a very short period of time. And the EPA guy, the rule reader, the policy advocate said, that don't matter. That's a creek bed. And so the gentleman called me up and wanted to know if he had any way or if the Rural Concerns Committee could help him in any way or if yours truly could help him in any way fight City Hall. I said, sir, you're up against a huge government agency that only makes the rules, but interprets the rules. And for you to fight them with your private money, they will wear you out. So what happened is the man, in order to satisfy the EPA and get them out of his hair, had to fence off at his own expense now, get this now, 20 acres of his own land to ensure that cattle never stood in the water in the creek bed that never had water. There you go. There you go. That's your environmental protection agency. 
And that's what happens when you get these bureaucrats reading the rules. Now, this is going to come, this similar case is going to come before the Supreme Court. And we're going to find out. And maybe the Supreme Court now has changed with its conservative members. This is why it's so important who these judges are. Maybe they'll come back and talk about exactly what the EPA did. They extended their intrusion into people's personal property rights to isolated ponds, drainage ditches, and dry creek beds. Uh, that is going to be discussed by the United States Supreme Court, but it came much too late. It came much too late, my friends, for the gentleman who called me, who, who ultimately had to, to uh, uh, do a, a, a fence off his own property uh, to, keep, to keep the cattle out of a dry creek bed. Um, a, a, I, I, you know, and I'm, let me see if you got any suggestions, any comments on that, because that is, uh, that is really, uh, that is very much the type of business that uh, comes my way. That is not one of the fancy, uh, you know, big time billboard deals, gun rights, or uh, this that. This is this is really down where people's savings or uh, assets and all that business. Now, you know, I'll tell you, I'll give you one more secret right now that you don't know about yet. Um, there are many, many homeowners. So here, let me just talk about this with you a minute. Uh, I'm sure you all know what a homeowners association is. A homeowners association gets together and decides, you know, what kind of quality they want in the neighborhood, which they are homeowners uh, on uh, you know, association. So they protect each other's value of their assets. And there's nothing more valuable, really, to the American way of life than home ownership. And uh, as I've said before, all housing is affordable if you can afford it. And what's happened is uh, there has become this ideology that well, some people can't afford to live where they want to live, uh, which is where the people who worked hard to raise the money can afford to live. So we're going to help them with Section 8 housing money or subsidies or some bank loans and uh, something like that. And by the way, uh, we've got a case here locally of Ed Jennings. I'm sure you all know who that is. He is now being foreclosed on. There is a shopping center that Ed Jennings owned. It's um, over there on uh, uh, North Northeast 16th, I believe. Um, uh, there's a shopping center there. And uh, he hasn't paid the mortgage company um, back, the, which is East Holdings LLC, um, Gville East Holdings LLC. Uh, it's a Florida limited liability company. And he hasn't paid them for, for forever and a day. And so uh, they have foreclosed on him. And Ed Jennings, oh, this Ed Jennings, okay? You know who Ed Jennings is? $868,195. He owes almost a million dollars. Now, you know, you can't, you can't have people buying something they can't afford, okay? And make it work out because somebody's going to have to pick up the tab. And so what's going on with the homeowners associations right now is now if you're on one, and I have a friend who's on one who has his own property, which he's developed and begin to sell, sell and uh, and he is on his homeowners association and 
they have to now they got a notification that in order to be on the homeowners association now, you have to be certified. The government has to certify you. Well, here's what I suspect is coming. You ever heard of such ridiculousness? I suspect what's coming is once you are certified by the government as a legitimate member of your own homeowners association and the own neighborhood, which you own a home, in this case, my friend developed that whole neighborhood, uh, then you are subject to government restrictions if you, this is what I suspect is coming, do something in that neighborhood that restricts what do you think you might restrict? Huh? The possibility that somebody you don't particularly want in that home uh, 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 area, has to, you have to accept them. You have to take them. Or you will have your certificate certification lifted and if your certification is lifted the government will tell you how your homeowners association works uh, this is something i just learned yesterday that i'm going to research a little bit more and i think you need to uh, pay attention to this um the, the homeowner association members now have to be certified okay certified what do you think uh, is coming. Why would they have to be certified? And who has pushed that on them? Do you remember that Obama wanted to put affordable housing in Westchester, New York? I don't know if you've ever been to Westchester, New York, but that's where the Westchester Country Club is. That's where the affluent of the affluent who work in New York City, New York City, and ride into New York City live. And Obama hated those people and wanted them to have to take people in that area that couldn't afford to live there. And the government would help them afford to live there. And you see what happens. Here we've got a foreclosure of almost a million dollars on Ed Jennings Jr. You know, it, it is a uh, it's an interesting world that yours truly gets to study. Um, right now, for example, and I may not have time to get into this much, uh, is the admissions of things going on with race and affirmative action. And uh, I think I'll close out with this because I got time to do this. Um, there is something going on in the libraries that you're probably not aware of. Um, it is now there are a librarians who have the title of diversity auditor, okay? And I've got a couple of friends watching, I think, who love this term diversity. Um, there are a couple of, of things going on with libraries and possibly you all haven't been in one forever, but you know, I love libraries. Uh, I used to spend a lot of time in the, in, the, in the great library at the University of Florida, not the new one, but the old one, um, Humanities Library, and boy, it was a great place. Um, but now what has happened is uh, there is a, a library audit that's being done uh, that is uh, 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 several colleges have it and they're taking a look to see if they have a sufficient number of works in the categories of gay, lesbian, uh, uh, bisexual, and transgender, LGBTQ. 
they want to know if the libraries have a sufficient a number of that in their libraries. Uh, they also uh, have an audit that wants to know if uh, there are a diverse playwrights available in the library. They also want to know um, whether or not uh, um, there is um, a collection uh, of books that uh, would feature these and whether that is imbalanced with ones that libraries that don't. Uh, so um, they uh, have created um, an index of prohibited books. Um, um, this is really under the radar again, because a lot of people uh, don't go to libraries. They don't know much about librarians, whom I think are fascinating people. Uh, recently in 2019, um, now this is a, a, an analysis done by, uh, uh, let me see who the group was that did this. They, uh, 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 somebody from a, a, a library journal has uh, done this uh, analysis. In 2019, there were 4,700 children's books uh, in the Quebec schools that were purged because it had outdated content and carried, quote unquote, are you ready for this? negative stereotypes. Um, this is uh, uh, in, in uh, 2021, uh, every Texas school uh, admitted whether its library had to, had, to, had to own up whether its library contained any book in it from a list of what had become 850 suspect, suspect titles. And um, um, the, this, and, and, and this is just, this is going on. Maybe you don't know about it. Um, so we're auditing the libraries and we're auditing the libraries uh, to, to find out if you have a balance now of uh, LGBTQWXYZ or the right racial titles or the right diversities, uh, authors, uh, all the above that you might, uh, 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 you know, not find in, uh, in, um, in um, your um, library unless you were looking there for something. Wow, wow, wow. Well, that's the story for the, today. A lot of information packed in here from yours truly that I, I don't think you'll hear anywhere else or get from anybody else. I don't know of anybody else in the community who can uh, teach you this sort of stuff. So um, take care of yourself. Stay warm this weekend. Warthog Command Center out.